Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good evening, good night, good late evening, good middle of the night. Hope you guys are doing well, hope you guys are doing great. The Mexican Libertarian, a.k.a. Antonio Villanueva, a.k.a. Blanco Bishop. <laughs> That's my childhood nickname. Uh, by the way, I used to be a rapper. Um, I particularly think that... Obviously... Uh, anybody with any confidence and self-esteem is going to think they're talented. I honestly think that uh, I had great writing abilities. I have great writing abilities. Um, but the older I get, the more I see that I might have thought that <laughs> I was uh, very good. And while I uh, think that I was very talented at it, I definitely didn't uh, have a system to hone my craft. So I was basically freelancing the whole time. And therefore, uh, when I reached certain plateaus, uh, I just didn't uh, leapfrog uh, the competition. Um, maybe I needed a better mentor. Uh, maybe I needed to uh, hone down and and um, take a, a serious look at my priorities. Maybe I thought I was putting rap first, but uh, really I wasn't. I was putting other things before it, and uh, I was letting my ego tell me that... Uh, I was so good that I really didn't need to overextend myself or uh, overwork myself. Uh, and I actually liked it so much. I loved it so much, honestly, that uh, I just wasn't psychologically prepared to hear uh, constructive criticism. Like, I just wasn't mature enough. And it's funny because when it comes to almost anything else, um, if I make a mistake, if I need to be corrected, I'll accept the criticism. Um, but when it came to rap, maybe because I put so much emotionally into it and because I uh, experienced a lot of success with it not financially no because I grew up like I've said in a family that wasn't really entrepreneurial so whatever entrepreneurial skills I have developed or need to develop I've only become aware of now that I have become an adult so back then it wasn't that I was having a lot of success financially with my rap but uh, me and my friends that actually formed the group won some talent shows really quick it was uh within a a year maybe or a year and a half or or so from the time that we started rapping we won some talent shows 
and you know, we were kind of school famous, you could say. So, someone like me that uh, was an underdog his whole childhood, someone like me that was uh, had to scratch and claw for whatever respect I got as a kid, being a small frame, short dude, uh, you know, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, now, I don't really know what, I'm pretty sure I'm about 5'8", or 5'9", now, but back then, I was even scrawnier, uh, than, uh, I am today, today I put on a little bit of muscle due to my, uh, the work that I am employed in. But back then I was about a buck forty, a buck forty-five. So you can imagine me. I always had a big personality though in school. But like I've said, I experienced some uh, school fame due to the rapping. So maybe that that kind of made it easy for me to sit on my laurels and think that I had done something of merit. When in fact, uh, all that had happened was that, you know, the school recognized, oh shit, what the fuck, what the fuck, The school had recognized... Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> I just pushed on some buttons. And... Uh, I thought I was losing the recording. Excuse me for those ex- expletives and... Little burst out. Um, so I'm telling you this rap story to say this. Uh... I always try to bring it back even though I go on some tangents that might not even be connected. But I tell you that story to say this. Um, it's so easy for us to get lost in a bubble. So easy for us to be stuck in our own world. So easy for us to not... really get uh, all sides from a story uh, especially if we only speak to like-minded people especially if we only consume the the same media channels the same media outlets it's very very easy for us to form an opinion nowadays that is reinforced day in and day out depending on the media that we consume, right? So, someone back then had to tell me, sit me down and say, look kid, you haven't done anything. You have some talent, you can rap, you can put some words together, you and your buddies can put some songs together. Congratulations, you won a, a, a talent show. Got yourself put on a, a local college radio. 
and whatnot. But you need to keep at it. You haven't done a thing of merit. And now I feel like sometimes we gotta shake each other up, all of ourselves, and realize that we're all in our own bubbles. I actually had a fellow libertarian say that he didn't like Tulsi Gabbard because she was too pro-war for him. And I was like, "What?" I didn't know how to answer. I didn't know what to say for a good minute. All I can say is, all I could say was some stupid remark about, well, actually, she's the only one that's talking about the wars. But I was so flabbergasted, I couldn't. I couldn't actually retort with, no, you're wrong. I don't think you're getting your information right. I don't know what news outlets you're getting your information from. But as a libertarian, you ought to know that her whole platform is ending the wars. Her whole platform is based on ending the wars. I'm pulling out our troops out of uh, endless wars. So I really don't know if if CNN and uh, and the quote-unquote pundits and their Russia story about Tulsi Gabbard because the story is now that Tulsi Gabbard is being molded and and um being used as a Russian asset right so I don't know if my fellow libertarian has been gobbling up the propaganda and and simply doesn't know that Tulsi Gabbard's whole platform is anti-war or if, or if he just mistook her for a different candidate, I was flabbergasted, man. And and I don't know if I should have been mad. I don't know if I should have been upset. I don't know if I should have been honestly saddened because sometimes you go into these research wormholes and you find out about corruption at all levels of the government at all levels of the state at all levels of business and maybe because you research and you come across the same facts over and over a lot of the things overlap and maybe I just assume people know a lot of these things and then when I speak to people about for example, the I believe the 2019 Bilderberg meeting. Uh, I'm not sure if it was the Pope or a representative of the uh, Pope, but 100%, I am sure that there was somebody representing 
the Vatican at the at the 2019 Bilderberg Group meeting. And I, I just assumed everybody knew this. I mean, it's out in the open now. Scientists are implying that we need to reduce our population. That we re- that we uh, that we ne- really need to think about uh, shrinking down our population. So this is stuff that all of us who research these kinds of things have known for years but in the mainstream uh, most folks thought it was tinfoil hat propaganda population control is real they're using the uh, climate change argument as to why uh, we need to reduce the population um so that's out in the open. Um, politicians have been talking about the new world order for decades and decades. It's not. It's not anything new. Um, I believe. I want to say that prior to World War One, Woodrow Wilson, or or after World War One. Woodrow Wilson was already mentioning uh, a new world order, a world that was uh, based and ruled by quote-unquote law and global institutions. See, before World War One. You would be, you will be hard pressed to find anything similar to the League of Nations, NATO. It was basically treaties amongst countries and agreements amongst countries, and then World War One kind of was the birth of a new era where global institutions were being. Uh, Formulated, like I've said, the League of Nations, uh, now NATO, um, etc., etc. So, um, you know, I don't want to get too deep into that because I want you to understand that at the surface, at the mainstream level, now everything's coming out. Uh, I don't know what it is about Paris. I don't know what it is about France. But it seems to be the hotbed of communism now. It seems to be the hotbed of the liberal agenda setting. Um, you know, as you know, the Paris agree, the climate agreement uh, was formed in Paris. By the way, that's a non-binding agreement. So this whole hoopla about us pulling out of the Paris Agreement uh, doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, formalities talking about, uh, yeah, we should do this when it comes to climate change. We should uh, limit our countries to... Uh, these levels of 
um, uh, toxic emissions and whatnot. Um, so that was said in Paris. And now, two days ago, I just read an article that was formulated also in Paris, uh, a meeting in Paris, where they are actually developing a system to where corporations are going to be taxed on a global scale. Now, I couldn't really pinpoint who is going to be uh, collecting these tax revenues. But all I know is that this meeting in Paris, this agreement in Paris is setting up a global tax system and on top of that every country on an individual level will be able to tax said companies uh past a certain point past a certain um uh i i believe of uh profitability uh Point. So basically, if in a certain country, if they surpass the global, uh, I guess, benchmark to be able to get taxed, if that company, if said company makes more money beyond a certain point, that country can also tax uh, said corporation, said company. And that's fine, but whenever we talk about taxes somebody's getting rich somebody's gonna push for more somebody's gonna look to skim off that cash cow now this is scary this is scary this sets a solid base for world domination a solid foundation for whoever gets hold of the reins of this tax system to to be able to dominate on a worldwide scale. This shit is scary. This is what we have been talking about for years. Very nonchalantly this was pushed out. Uh, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal where I read this article. And I'm not hearing very many people, maybe because I haven't really been on Twitter and haven't really heard any podcasts the last few days uh, talk about this. But this is huge. I don't even know what to think or how to even fight this. Like, <sighs> I guess corporations on an individual uh case-by-case basis are going to fight this because other than that, I don't see how the people are going to agree and uh, I don't see how the people are going to disagree actually in uh, taxing corporations on a worldwide scale, but we need to Tell our folks, yeah, okay, that's fine. You don't want these companies to be so powerful that they control, basically monopolize a whole sector of the market. 
but we need to be careful when we talk about taxing on a global scale like who's gonna control these tax revenues that's the biggest question who is going to control this money who's going to say these tax revenues will be used for this or that these tax revenues are going to be important to push certain agendas and this is a scary 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 proposition and they're just nonchalantly pushing it out there like yeah this is great you know Uh, Facebook and Google and companies like that will get taxed on a global scale and that way everybody else will be on a uh, even playing field but remember folks whenever there's regulation or new regulations coming in usually the ones that benefit are the uh, market dominators those that have the biggest uh, control of that market and usually lobbyists from those companies will sit down with legislators and hammer down uh, laws and regulations that they don't like for their company and actually set up a system that makes it more difficult for competitors to compete to come in the door and compete versus them so this is very scary very scary and if you didn't believe communism was a problem you better believe it now because an international system that controls tax revenue oh boy Oh boy, we are a couple steps from a very Orwellian future. And I don't mean to scare you all. I'm the most positive person you can meet. But we need to be vigilant. That's always going to be my story. That's always going to be my proposition. We need to be vigilant. Period. Now you guys have a good day. And hope you guys feel great. Peace.